Well, Razorback fans, it's officially the day. March Madness begins today with Arkansas and Illinois. How is this season going to be defined for the Razorbacks? Let's talk about it. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Rangerbacks podcast. I am your host, John Nivers. I'm also the host of That About. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. It is officially game day for the Razorbacks in March Madness in the NCAA tournament, Arkansas, Illinois, 3.30 today, right around Des Moines, Iowa. And now we can finally stop talking about it all the time, trying to figure out what this team's going to do, what this team's going to be, what they're at, how good they are, where they're going to get seated, what they're going to do in the SEC. All of that's over with. It's done with. It does not matter. The regular season means nothing. It is about postseason play, and it's about surviving and advancing for the Razorbacks. Now, we did a little breakdown yesterday talking about this Illinois game and some of the things that stood out and some of the matchups and some of the things where Arkansas can do some things really well and maybe some things that they'll have to struggle with or some things that they really need a lot of help with. It's gone back and forth all over the place, and it's been really fun to break it all down. But at the end of the day, there's a reason why they call it March Madness. There's a reason why you see so many upsets happen in postseason play, and there's a reason why people fill out brackets, and it is dadgum near impossible to fill out one that is absolutely perfect because you just never know. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to win. You always have an idea of who's the better team and how it should be played out. But even in the case of the one guarantee in all history of March Madness has always been the one seed beating the 16 seed. We've seen that even happen here recently. So you just really never know. And it's always hard to predict. But it becomes to getting to the point to where how is a season going to be defined? And to me, for Arkansas, and this should be for every major college basketball program, a season, if you have a season or a fan base or program that defines itself over what happens in a regular season, you don't have a quality basketball program. You don't have one that demands excellence and that expects the great accolades that come along with it. What you expect is you expect things to feel during the season because you think it matters. In college football, the regular season does matter because you know that if you go undefeated, especially if you're in a major conference, you're more than likely going to play in the college football playoff. Now, right now, there's only four teams. It's going to expand to 12. But the regular season means everything in college football, everything. But in college basketball, once you get to the NCAA tournament, the regular season goes out the window. And here's what I mean by that. Think about all the things that happened to Arkansas this year. Think about how many podcasts that we did talking about the struggles, the frustrations, the annoyances of certain players, you know, dealing with injuries, games that got out of hand, Arkansas blowing leads, everything that went along with that and, and voicing the frustrations that we all had. It's pretty annoying, and it's been pretty horrible at times to try to figure out what this team is, really, right? But if this team was able to do something in March Madness and do something here in the NCAA tournament where they could advance to the Sweet 16 or to the Elite Eight, none of those things are going to matter. None of those things in the regular season are going to mean anything to you, or at least they shouldn't. And there's a reason why. Arkansas is a basketball program that is extremely historical, has been to multiple Final Fours, won a national championship. We know They've had multiple Hall of Fame coaches. We know the history about it all. And history does mean something. But 
when it comes to here in the NCAA tournament, the only thing, the only thing that matters is surviving and advancing. So if Arkansas was to lose this game to Illinois today, for instance, which let's be honest, it could happen. We could all see it happening. We could all see them blowing a 15-point halftime lead. Let's just be honest about it. But if they were to lose today to Illinois, this entire season is going to be defined as the what could have been or what should have been season. Because not only did you have struggles in the regular season with the expectations were through the roof, preseason expectations this season were the highest it's probably ever been, at least since the national championship teams. Think about that. I talked about it. We all believed it. We felt because of the talent, because of the setup, because of the depth, because of the guys in the transfer board, whatever it may be, we all thought that this was going to be a Final Four caliber team, a team that would be able to win the SEC and get even a one or two seed in the NCAA tournament. We all thought that. And I believe that there was some logic in it. We weren't just pulling it out of our rear ends. Like, we actually had some logic behind why we believe that. But once you get to the NCAA tournament, though, imagine if all those things happened. Imagine if Arkansas was able to have that great regular season that we all expected and that they were a one or a two seed and, and everything. And then they lost in the second round. Or they pulled a Kentucky and lost to San Peterstrom. How would that season be defined? How would you have felt about that? You would have loved the regular season. You would have been popping bottles saying, this is great. You know, we've been saying this is this is a team that's got it all. But if you lost in the second round or even in the first round, heaven forbid, how would that season be defined? You wouldn't care about what happened in the regular season. You wouldn't care about you winning an SEC title or anything like that. You'd say that was an epic failure. But for Arkansas now having the regular season that didn't go their way and didn't go according to plan, if Arkansas is able to lose to Illinois, or if they end up losing to Illinois today, it's going to be a season what could have been. But if they're able to beat Illinois today, but then lose to Kansas, we'll say. I don't think anybody's going to say, this is great. But I think people will be like, you know, it could have been worse. At least we got to go a few games in, or at least a game in, got to stay in the great city of Des Moines for a few days. But certainly wasn't the year we wanted. Blow it up and let's get ready next year. But the more you advance, the less you care about what happened in the regular season. And to me, that is what this is going to be defined by in totality. The only thing that matters in Arkansas and the way that it's going to be defined is what happens right here in Des Moines, Iowa. Just like we all predicted, of course. We all knew that Des Moines, Iowa was going to be where Arkansas season was defined. But that's what it is all about. I think Arkansas will be able to take care of business today. And we'll get into the final predictions at the end of the podcast. But I believe that Arkansas has done enough to get here and deserve to be here. And now it's up to them to decide how you will be remembered, how this year will be remembered. Does this team, does Eric Musselman, does this program, does it want to be remembered as the what could have been year? Or do they want to be remembered and defined by the team that got it going and played their best basketball in the times and in the games and in the moments that mattered more than anything on the biggest stage in all of college basketball, the NCAA freaking tournament. Is that how they want it to be defined? This team has shown so many times it is capable of beating anybody, of winning any game, of going on the road, of going on neutral courts, doing whatever it takes to be able to beat and play with anybody. And that's what makes this team not a good team, but a dangerous team. Arkansas is not a good basketball team overall. If you just look at the expectations that came along with it, 
Like, I don't think you could just point to this team and be like, man, well, I'll tell you this, this the thing they do amazing. There's not even really that. They're decent at some things. They're below average at some things. They've improved on some things. But in previous years under Eric Mossman, you've been able to point, well, defense, man, defense. One of the best defenses in the country. Or, hey, team getting to the free throw line, making their free throws. Ooh, as long as they can get to the free throw line and they go up there, they'll knock them down. There. So they'll be able to do that. Like they're always with things that define the team themselves. And in this year, I don't know what the definition of this team is. I don't know what to point to. I don't know what to look at and say, well, this is why Arkansas wins this game. It's a hodgepodge to where they can do it in different ways and beat different ways, and they can lose in different ways. But that's how the team's defined. The season will be defined about what they do here. So we'll see how it plays out with Illinois. We'll see how Musk handles this uh, new challenge to him, to where it didn't go according to plan the regular season, but it did go according to plan as far as being here at the NCAA tournament. Going up against a team in Illinois that is beatable. Not saying that they're going to roll in and win easily, but they're beatable. There's some matchups that maybe Arkansas can exploit. But it's going to come down to me, at least for me, a few particular things today against Illinois. To me, it's going to come down to Jordan Walsh. Now, we talked with some of the media guys at Arkansas last night and even some coaches, and I think they believe that Jordan Walsh has been not only an X factor in this particular game, but an X factor all season long. If you look at his numbers and the way that he has performed at a pretty high level, or at least the games that he's had that he played really well, Arkansas won almost nearly all those games. Can Jordan Walsh get it going, not only just offensively, but defensively? Be able to slow down some of those fine, big, long athletes for Illinois. Be able to stay out of foul trouble. Maybe hit a three or two. Dude's got a beautiful shot. You wish he could go in a lot more, but can he do those things? Because if he does those things, I think Arkansas wins. But it's not just about him. Can he handle his own? Can the Mitchell twins be able to get rebounds, to be able to block their shots, to be able to be aggressive down low that would, if they get the ball right there underneath the goal, to be strong and go up with it, figure out some post moves. Are they going to be able to handle themselves in this game? I think Makai Mitchell played great in the SEC tournament. Hopefully he can bring some of that here into the NCAA tournament. Can he do that? And, of course, the other freshmen too. Nick Smith, Anthony Black. We know what they're capable of. We know how good they are. We know what they can do. But can they do it at the highest stage? Something that gives me a little bit of solace. And maybe this is me looking too much into it. Maybe it's me just thinking too much about it. But I think back to Maui. Nick Smith didn't play in Maui, but Anthony Black did. And you know who was watching the Maui Invitational? Not just you Razorback fans or Creighton fans or San Diego State fans or even Louisville fans. Every college basketball fan was watching Maui because that was one of the grandest stages that you could ever watch and ever see. And you know what they saw? They saw a guy like Anthony Black completely and totally take over some of those games. So when the, when the stage is brightest, when it's the biggest and most watched type of event, type of game, type of moment, Anthony Black always comes through in the clutch when it comes to those types of games. Nick Smith's going to have his opportunity here, too, to be able to showcase his abilities there. Those guys bring it, and you've got the guys down low doing their game, too. I don't see any way Arkansas doesn't win this game. But they got to go out and they got to execute it because there's no tomorrow if you lose. It's over with. Most of this team will not be wearing a Razorback jersey ever again after the moment they lose. So. They want to try to make it work and try to win as many games as humanly possible. 
We'll talk more about Trevin Brazil, actually, as we got an interesting little soundbite from him and uh, the video that was taken yesterday and talking about his future here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you, folks, it's the midway point, not only the NBA season, but of course, we're here for the NCAA tournament. And right now is the perfect time. Download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. And that's bonus bets back if you don't win your first bet. So you download the FanDuel app today. If you haven't done it, it's an incredible app. It's really easy to use. It's safe, sound, and secure. And the best thing about it is that you can bet on everything. We're talking about everything from the money line to point scores to three-string, everything. And plus with FanDuel, but you combine all of your bets at a chance of winning a bigger payout with the same game parlay. That's what I'm always doing. I'm always doing those parlays. I like the long shots. I like making the most money with the little amount of money that I put into it. But no matter what it is, FanDuel has you covered. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more of a FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on here with the Locked On Razorback podcast, uh, I thought it was a pretty interesting thing uh, considering where yesterday we had a chance to catch up with some of the players there in the locker room and open media. And a few of the players we've heard from so often, I think uh, Anthony Black and Devo Davis were the ones that actually went in front of the media in a press conference and Nothing against them. But it's like, man, we've heard so, so much from them and, and knowing uh, what it's all about. But we got to hear from different players once you go in the locker room and maybe some players we haven't heard from very much. Well, one of the players I think that was really fascinating to hear from and something that I had been really wanting to hear more about has been Trevin Brazil. We know he's out with an injury all season long. He's been on the bench. He's trying to go through rehab. We've seen some videos that he's posted up. Saying, well, we have a chance to catch up with him and ask him a few questions and uh, here, in fact, how about this? We'll just let you listen to it and watch it for yourself. Here's Trevin Brazil yesterday uh, meeting with the media and talking about his future with the racetracks. <laughs> so uh, just talk to us about the, the rehab and getting back and just how you feeling right now. Uh, rehab's been going great. Um, hitting all my milestones really early. Uh, just trying to be patient with the process, but also, you know, not get too far behind in anything. Uh, Feeling pretty much back to normal now with everything, but except doing athletic stuff, going to start that back up here in a couple of weeks. But uh, rehab's been going great. So, what's kind of the routine as far as uh, where you're at? Are you on pace to get back about what you expected? Are you kind of further along? Just what's the what's the timeline here? Uh, I mean, I feel like I could play right now personally, but I mean, obviously, that's not how. Yeah, that's like, I can't say it too long, but that's not how it works. You know, you got to wait a while. Uh, so, really, just you know. Trying to be patient. Uh, it doesn't really. Whenever I think Doc tells me I can come back, that's when I'll, you know, that's when I'll start thinking about that. But just really right now, just working on just getting getting stronger and uh, just going through the process. I was going to ask you about that. A lot of guys when they have those lower body injuries, they really focus on on the upper body. A basketball player could work on the, the shot and the form a lot. How's that going for you? You feel like you might be if there's a silver lining to maybe even improve from what you were as a shooter or something like that. Uh, yeah, I feel like really this just gives me. Um, a chance to take advantage of, uh, you know, my touch around the rim, uh, just getting better form shooting, kind of like you said. So just, you know, uh, being able to lift upper body and, you know, work on ball handling, a little stuff like that, even with a lower leg injury, um, is great. So, 
I'm sure it's you know, driving you nuts to not be able to play, but how have you still been able to, to kind of contribute to the team and, you know, just, I don't know, keep, keep, the, keep the camaraderie up, keep the, you know, the intensity up? What's your, you know, your role right now? Uh, I feel like my role right now is just being around these guys and keeping the, you know, locker room positive and keeping these guys together, uh, you know. Just let, you know, laughing. Everybody staying in the moment, you know, because you know you only get, you never know how many more, you know, March Madnesses you'll get. So just really just keeping everybody in the moment, trying to um, make the best out of it and have fun. So what's so what's kind of the next step for you as far as moving forward? I know you're going to still rehab, but uh, have you just thought about any futures or just kind of like what the next step is for you? Uh, you know, I haven't really put much thought into that. Um, just kind of right now focusing on, uh, you know. Being with my team, staying positive with my teammates, and uh, going through this uh, March Madness and just having some fun. So there was Trevin Brazil talking with the media and kind of gave the very basic answer about what you expected when it comes to talking about his future. However, I, you know, people ask about this because they got to get through this postseason. Like, you know, this season's not over, so it's not any reason to really look too far ahead. But being able to talk with Trevin Brazil and everything. I feel like he could come back. In fact, I feel like he will come back. I think he'll come back to Arkansas next year. Now, I'm sure that won't come back to bite me whatsoever, and I'm sure no one will clip this and make sure that I hear about it if he decides to go pro. But if I'm just basing it off of my beliefs and my gut feeling and everything, I think he returns. And I think one of the things that he could really be sold on is not only being able to be back and playing another season in the SEC and playing under Muss and uh, being able to develop and get back and increase his draft stock, but I think there's a really good chance that if you just look at the team next year and what it would look like on who's returning, who's not returning, who's coming as true freshman, there's a really good chance that Musk could sell him on the fact of saying, hey, we're going to build this team around you. We know that you have a great skill set when it comes to your ability to shoot the three, when it comes to your athleticism, when it comes to going inside, when it comes to pretty much everything. You have so much upside that if you come back next year, we got Bayfall coming in, who's going to be a great complimentary piece to you down low. We got uh, Layton Blocker coming in as his five-star player. We'll have a Devo Davis back. You know, we'll see if other players come back off this year's team. And you know that Muss is going to hit the portal and get some other great elite guard play. Sell him on that and say, hey, not only could you be our leading scorer next year, but we're going to base everything that we do around you and what you're able to do and some of your skill sets. Now, is that enough to just sell Brazil on? Maybe I think so. I think that a great opportunity for him to come back and a great opportunity for him to have good reason to be a part of the team once again. And if you think about it as a Razorback fan, if you're able to have Bayfall and Trevin Brazil and Debo Davis and you know, maybe throw in some other guys like maybe a Jordan Walsh, maybe he comes back. You know, think about the, the type of development that he could use and, and must. So just okay, we'll just go with those four guys. Those are arguably your four at least four of your starters. Trevin Brazil, Bayfall, Devo Davis, and Jordan Walsh. Are those four guys enough to go to the Final Four? Of course not. You need more than that. But is that a great starting point and a great place to build around? Absolutely. Because you got a true freshman in Bayfall, which true freshmen are going to be true freshmen, an experienced guy like Trevin Brazil, an ultra-experienced guy like Devo Davis, and a Jordan Walsh player that has so much upside and can play so many different positions. To me, that's exactly where you want to start if you're Arkansas. So uh, we'll see if he actually decides to come back. I'm sure the decision will be made and talks with coaches and everything. But uh, my, if that's my gut feeling, I'm going to go ahead and lean towards he's coming back next year. 
here's hoping at least. Uh, we'll close up shop, get ready for our final predictions, and look at all the games in the NCAA tournament here on the other side of the break. So stay with us. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. We know that uh, you know everyone got in with their predictions. They filled out their brackets. They talked about all the things that they believe Arkansas is going to do, how far they're going to advance, and, and everything like that. But we're just going to talk about this game and our predictions for Arkansas and Illinois. Because let's be honest, nothing matters in the future if they don't win today, obviously. It's about surviving and advancing. And I don't really care how it's done. I don't care what the game looks like. I don't care who plays well, who plays like crap. I don't care about how many turnovers they have. I don't care about any of that stuff. They can go two of 20 from the layups like they have a couple of games this year. I don't care as long as they win because that's all that matters at this point, just as long as you win. And I think today Arkansas wins. I think Arkansas beats Illinois. I think that because of the guards that Arkansas does have, and I think that being on this stage and being well-rested and knowing that Muss has an incredible record when he has four-plus days to prepare for a team, I think it's going to cause some problems for Illinois. I think Anthony Black is going to, as long as he stays aggressive with it, I think he's going to be able to make him pay a lot. He's going to drive to the rack. I think Arkansas is going to get to the foul line, which can be a scary thought, but I think that they'll get there enough to be able to make enough free throws, get their guys out there, and maybe put some of the bigs in foul trouble for Illinois. And I, I just think Arkansas comes away with a victory. I think it's going to be still be a close game. I think it will be even a lower scoring game and a physical game, one that's a defensive battle, if you will. But I think when it's all said and done, Arkansas gets a victory. 66 to 61 low scoring affair Arkansas kind of pulls away there at the end but saying all that let me say this too I also believe Arkansas blows another lead I think in the first half Arkansas is going to make their presence known I think that they're going to have uh I wouldn't say a huge lead but definitely a sizable lead at halftime Illinois is going to make another run this team's gonna start having some issues start giving up some baskets and then they're going to do just enough at the end to be able to get out of there with a victory. I say that, and I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen because none of us are going to feel good about any lead until the final game sat horn is sound. So, but I think Arkansas wins. I think it's close. I think they end up playing Kansas. And uh, of course, we'll talk about that tomorrow if we get to that point and Arkansas ends up winning tonight. But still, should be a great game, should be a great atmosphere. And uh, hopefully, we're able to do the podcast tomorrow with having positive vibes only instead of talking about the season that could have been. Either way, appreciate all of you listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.